All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another Career Convos podcast. And I'm joined here with the friendly Rita. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. And today is going to be sort of a part two on a previous uh, podcast that was called "Build Your Career." Um, we're going to do the rest of the scenarios that we didn't talk about in uh, the previous podcast. And Rita's going to go ahead and lead us off. I'm going to be her guinea pig again. And I honestly haven't looked at the presentation. I haven't looked at any of these in almost like two, three weeks. So I'm definitely going to be giving my own genuine expressions and to things that I, um, that she's going to talk about. So go ahead, Rita. All right. Well, as you guys know, um, we have previously mentioned this is really about building your career um, past just securing a job. Um, once you've found your job and you're at it, what are some day-to-day challenges that might come up and how do you deal with those situations and how do you um, think about the kind of learning lessons and um, think about how these day-to-day scenarios can really uplift um, and sustain your career moving forward. Um, So the first one that we're going to start with is um, B, which stands for be friendly. Um, And the scenario goes a little bit like this. One of your coworkers, Emily, is assigned to a project with you. She doesn't follow instructions well, and your working styles just don't match. You're frustrated, so you vent to another colleague about Emily over lunch. Although it wasn't your intention, you end up making some personal remarks about Emily that you're not super proud of. Um, A few days later, Emily confronts you, saying that she has heard you talking bad about her behind her back. How would you handle this situation? (laughs) All right. Um, I don't know why that made me laugh. I think it's, I do remember a little bit about this, but I think the main thing that when I first heard this was, it made me think was, I know it's a scenario, but. Like, once you're in the workplace, there's really no need to, like, talk behind people's backs. I know that doesn't go with the scenario, but I think I had told you that, Rita. And um, so, first of all, I would say just don't talk behind other people's backs, you know? But if that did were to happen, um, I honestly, I would probably just apologize straight up. Uh, I would definitely take the high road and I'd just be like, uh, apologize about it. Because at the end of the day, you can apologize, but then also maybe state the fact that you were like, hey, you know, I noticed that the way we work is completely different. Don't you feel the same about it? Or like, what do you think? And maybe if nothing gets done from that conversation one-on-one, then I would probably just go to like the next person up, um, maybe like the manager in that area or something like that. And I would say, hey, is there any way I can just switch locations? I noticed that me and Emily just weren't really working together. We weren't gelling. And in order for me to, to, to bring the best that I could to the to the company, I feel like I would work better in a different position or a different area, you know? So I think that my first step would definitely be to talk one-on-one after apologizing and then maybe, you know, trying to get, trying to move forward, you know, so that it doesn't happen again, basically. Because at the end of the day, this thing about if you don't like your coworkers or anything like that, it's not going to get better unless you speak to it with either the person that you're not working well with or somebody above you so that they can do something about it, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes 
Perfect. Right. And then uh, just a follow-up question. Do you have any sort of thoughts on, like, how this situation um, could like, why is this important? How what what can this mean for like a person's career? Um, oh yeah, in Easy. the long run, or is it just like a, oh you know it's a bad um, partnership? Right. Like it's not that big of a deal. What what are your thoughts on that? I think it's both, but mostly the whole well, the thing about the career is that it's it's your reputation. I mean, say you work with the company for ten years, you know, and and you you might be remembered for the fact that you talk behind people's backs like you don't want that right so that's why i say i wouldn't do it to begin with but reputation is a big part of it especially if your goal is to continue to move up the ladder so yeah i would i would take that very serious and i would i would you know um confront the matter and and just try to um do it to the best of my ability so that it doesn't you know continue to get worse or you know kind of be something that's going to be held against me in the future so yeah that's actually a good point that you bring up um because a lot of people can make it uh what you know like when something's not a big deal but then they make it a big deal you don't want that to happen to you i guess so that's true right exactly and you hit all the good points um and so just to kind of debrief a little bit um like like you said you know you want to take it now that the situation is in your face you do want to take it head on and go ahead and apologize um, for, you know, and you, an apology can be professional, you know, it can be like, hey, um, it was a moment of frustration for me, um, and looking back now, I understand that it wasn't the best thing to do, so I apologize, um, this is, you know, these were some of my frustrations, but I really want to apologize and see if we can work through this, um, and then talking a little bit, just repeating after some of the things that you said, um, industries can be very small, um, but if you're working in a field that's very specific um, to like either a certain location or just like the, the professionals in that field, even if they're at different locations, it's like a tight-knit community. So you, again, you don't want any um, remarks to follow you or your reputation that are negative. Um, and so you want to always be representing your professionalism um, in a way that is positive because it will follow you. And you don't want to burn any bridges because who knows, maybe later down the road, you are really going to need to be on a project with Emily again. And there's no way around it. Yeah. So you can't burn that bridge with her. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Anything about it like that. Okay. Moving on to our next scenario. This one is about learning about yourself. Um, this stands for the L in our scenario. Um, and the scenario is this. You're having difficult performing well at work. Your supervisor's directions don't always make sense. And when you try to ask questions, things still seem unclear. And you don't want to look like you're un- incompetent, so you just agree to tasks and projects, even when you really don't know what you're doing and don't have a full understanding of, like, the goals or your, the desired outcomes. And this is starting to really affect your confidence and your overall happiness at work. What should you do? Okay. So I'm having difficulty. So your your supervisor's direction don't always make sense. Um. 
this is starting to affect your confidence um so this is interesting let's see um if it's strictly about myself i think the best thing to do is just first of all accept the fact that it is myself because a lot of times when people are not doing well in a certain thing it's really easy to blame others for example um let's say that you were in a training program you know say this is your first job or something like that and you were in a training program and you had like somebody that was training you is it very easy to say like oh the reason i'm performing so so bad is because i had a bad you know person train me instead of looking at yourself and saying like oh maybe it was the fact that i'm not good in this certain area of the job while i may be strong in others so i think the first step would be to realize the fact that yeah it is myself and then after i do that um i would probably ask for some sort of like usually they have some sort of like um report on where they can tell where your weaknesses are and i think that's what i would ask for because i need to know where i need to work on right and then the next thing i would do is probably ask my colleagues like hey is is there anything that you notice that I've, i haven't been doing well you know um because if it's my supervisor's directions that aren't making sense to me if i go up to him and i go like hey this doesn't make sense to me and it, it's just going to be a loop and i feel like that's not going to get anywhere so maybe ask your colleagues um ask somebody else um that's even higher up but i think the first thing to do is just really just look in the mirror and try to reflect on your past um things that you've done on the job but otherwise i'm not really sure what else i would do to be completely honest yeah so i think you bring up a lot of good points especially um about self reflection and that's really the key lesson here again learning about yourself um and so when you're in a situation like this where you feel um like the the communication between you and your supervisor isn't working out Um I think in this or or you're feeling like you are not set up for success in a certain task the worst thing you can do is to continue taking on the job without seeking help right. um and so you really want to pause here like you said and think about okay this is the project I'm working on um and really identify like where I'm having key issues and what things I do understand and then one thing to remember is like in any sort of work environment there's always going to be um other people besides your supervisor that can help you out so maybe if um if your supervisor is not um the best way for you to understand then maybe seeking advice from a colleague of like hey I'm working on this project um what what sort of recommendations or advice would you have or even if you were to ask them like hey I've tried to talk to my supervisor this way do you know how what's a better way to talk to them maybe um and those can be some of the ways that you can work through that communication piece um and still get advice okay. um and even if it's not a colleague it could be like uh maybe your HR person um you know and and you really want to work through like different working styles and that can be done through like self assessments that can be done through um just like really sitting down with yourself and noting like i said before what are your strengths and weaknesses um what parts of a project do you understand what don't you understand um and yeah i think that's well would you add anything to that no not really i just yeah i like 
in this situation it is kind of hard because the supervisor is the one that's giving you directions that you don't already understand so it's important to realize that it's not just one person it's a whole you know work environment so besides yourself i think yeah there's a lot of people you can ask like your colleagues or hr or anything like that so yeah i think that's good Exactly. Um, so moving on to our last scenario, um, this is the D of build, which stands for develop your skills. And I think this is um, the most important. Um, so I'll jump right into it. Okay. Um, so you've been working at your job for about a year and a half now. During this time, you have met the demands of the fast-paced environment by regularly delivering, delivering on projects and tasks assigned to you. You are confident that you have the skills to excel in your position. Um, how can you use your work to propel your career forward? Oh, yeah. So this one's a toughie. Okay, so you have been working at a job. So um, I feel like the way this scenario ends it is kind of like, how do you move forward if you feel like you're at a point of being complacent, maybe? And I think that what I would do is if I really like the company, I would try to move up, right? Um, so I think what I would do is I would talk to my superiors. And at first, the best thing you can do if you ever want to move up a ladder without seeming cocky or without seem, seeming, you know, um, like, you know, like you're, you're, you're like you're all that and things like that is to ask what they expect or what they feel are the requirements for somebody to move up, first of all. And then they're going to give you the, a list of things that they feel like um, they're looking for, for somebody that is able or capable of moving up to, like, let's say, a manager position that manages the whole area that you were once working for. So once they give you this list, you look at it, for example, and then you're saying, am I hitting all of these notes? Because you may think that you're the best person in the world at, the, at your job that you're doing. But in the other person's perspective, maybe you're not right. Um, so if, if you see this list and if you see that you're actually excelling in every single skill that they need or they're looking for, then I would say, Hey, you know, I've noticed that I've been doing really well in these, all these parts. I've been working for a year and a half now, you know, like I was thinking like what opportunities are, are there for me. So basically I would say that you, you should prepare yourself before you do anything. Um, make sure that you have your facts, you know, backed up. Most companies like say, you have to meet certain goals. Make sure that all those goals in the past have been met. Make sure, make sure, you know what I mean? So, like, make sure that everything is set before you even feel like, oh, and, you know. But that's if, if you're within the company. Now, if you want to move to, to another company because there's a better opportunity, then obviously don't quit your job right away. But, like, use all the skills that you've recently learned and everything like that. Use those as transferable skills, um, you know, and then if you get the job and you get the job and then you move on but that, that's that's what i think um depending on the scenario so what do you think rita um right and I, would, I, I again i would agree with a lot of the things you mentioned here um i think that especially in um the economy now and the uh, the workforce moving forward um it's those the, the the way work happened before where a person would kind of have a job for the rest for like really 
their entire life and that would mm. just be like their career. Um, it, things really don't work that way anymore. We operate more in sort of a gig economy where you're moving from position to position um, and there's going to be a lot of career shifts that happen um, within your lifetime. So you want to make sure that um, the skills that you're gaining in any position, um, that you continue to build them and you don't get comfortable in a specific position. Um, you want to maintain your portfolio um, by like keeping a record of like all the projects that you've completed, every like accomplishment that you've had. Um, maybe this can be like kept in like a folder on your desktop or like a Dropbox. Um, you want to have a record of numbers and examples of your achievements, and you know have those be results based and numbers based. Um, and as you continue your time in a position, it's always easy to, especially when you're really good at what you do. Sometimes. Um, it's a double-edged sword because even like if you're excelling so much and you're doing great at everything that you're you're doing, what that can sometimes lead to is feeling unmotivated because everything is is easy and it's no longer a challenge. So you want to create ways to keep building yourself. And um, going back to our last scenario of you know skills assessment, you want to continue taking those um, and seeing like okay, I've excelled in you know these skills but but what else is there that i can try um maybe something like if you reached a point where like every skill that you need in your current position you filled maybe start thinking about like okay so what what is um another field adjacent to mine or even completely opposite of mine that i can maybe like create a mixture of and like you know for example if you're working in um i don't know let's say you're working in like a legal office um and you want maybe you could think about learning about like data analytics because you know although that's not completely related to your field that is still something that like you know when you're looking at evidence you want to know how to read data um and analyze data so just things like that you want to continue propelling your career and that's that's key really no matter what field you're in no matter where you are especially those transferable skills are gonna what are, are the things that are going to keep you going yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that's our last scenario, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in today. We hope that you learned something useful. Yeah, and check in with us next time. And our next topic is going gonna to be regarding legal and illegal questions in an interview. So tune in for that. Bye-bye.